Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! Hey, Yippie Friday! My name's Arsenal. What up, kiddie? What's that little smile for? What's that little grin for? Because before you even started, I wrote, Yippee Fry Yay on your Casey Morning Show. And you said it, and I just read it as I was finishing up the show where I was oh, God. A big parenthetical yay. Yep. On this show. Ooh. You know, like they got the royal we. We are the parenthetical yay. Wow. Oh, that sounds like something a wannabe smart person would say in a room of idiots. You know, it feels profound for it no is. reason whatsoever. Or maybe we're just, you know. Feeling a certain kind of way. It's a Friday show. We get loose before the Friday shows. Vibing. We're out here vibing, vibing. Fridays on your KC Morning Show. Brought to you by our friends at Charlie Hustle Kitty. What's that promo code, Kitty? It is KCMS20. In store, online, don't cut me off. <laughs> I almost cut you off just to say it's 20% off. Yeah. You know, the, the promo code leads to a payoff. It does. Just want to make sure people know that. Kitties, look behind you and say hello. My father's here. <laughs> oh gosh He just does these things That I call the Hartzell drive-by mm-hmm. He doesn't tell you And it's fine Hello father Good to see you as well I but also like that he just showed up And like didn't even know Like didn't say that he was here But like we saw him And he was just walking around And that's a outside. staple Oh yeah yeah He always knows That you know that he's there That is a staple Of the Hartzell drive-by And it's uh Wildly irritating I've never quite met Someone like your father And that's saying a lot Come on dad this is my space, Dad! That's my car, Dad! I think he can hear you. He did just look up, didn't he? But you love him for it. You do. Look at him. Like, even right now, he's fixing my tires. You want to do a weather dealio? Let's get to it. Freaking sunny outside. We're starting to get it back. But there's still snow on the ground. Right. Our days are lasting a little bit longer, but it's still so freaking cold that I don't I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's light outside. You're high today. 47 degrees on this Friday. Sunset time, as Kitty was alluding to. It's getting a little bit later, y'all. 5.36 tonight, Kitty. Mm-hmm. Your UV index on this championship best local podcast. Your KC Monin. Show out of 10. What is it, Kitty? Two? It's three, Kitty. Damn it. It's three. Oh. We haven't done the UV it's challenge in, in, in days, in weeks now. I woke up and I kind of thought, I was like, it feels like a three kind of day. Feels like a three kind of day. Saturday, 49 degrees and rainy. And then mm. Sunday, high of 34 and cloudy. That right there, that's a weather dealio, isn't it, Kitty? Sure is. Sure is. Sign your KC morning. Oh, it's the only place where the announcers call weather a dealio instead of a segment or anything else. Well, dealio. What's the dealio? What's what is the dealio, Kitty? See, you get it. Yeah, very Midwestern of you, but I I think very scientific yeah. of me. I'm the chief GD meteorologist. This program, Kitty. Oh, we have fun here. We have fun here. In fact, Kitty. In fact, speaking of having fun here on this Casey Morning Show, what'd you get me? Did you? Is it under? Is it like under the table? Is it like a surprise? Is it a gift? Like, where's my gift? Or what? Today, it's National Fun at Work Day, and I figured that you would have brought me some type of you know item to uh, commemorate all of the uh, the fun you're having. Why are you laughing? This is a big deal. It's National Fun at Work Day. We have a lot of fun on this show. You just took like three hits. What other profession, Kitty? Can you do that? Hey, man. You're having fun. I went to an actual work meeting this morning. How much fun do you have at your actual work meeting? Actually, um, not. I learned this new word. Um, chortle, chuckle, and snort. 
you know, like you snort like when you're laughing. And I actually did that. My manager was talking about something really serious. And then I just kind of let out like a little like, you know, like like a little pig snort, like a little chuckle. How are you still employed? Hey, baby, that's show business. <laughs> right? Your vibe, Kitty, it is uh, it's something else. And I can't really figure it out. Are you James Dean? I feel like that's what I'm thinking of. I'm seeing a white T-shirt okay. with a leather jacket. I literally would wear like boyfriend cut jeans, a white T-shirt. I even pixie cut my hair and started slicking it back into like a bouffant and I knew it. Have a pair of a black leather ankle boots that I wore a hole straight through the middle of them. See, that's the biggest difference between I think you and I is that I could present all that. I could probably make you believe it too. Life is professional wrestling. How many times have I told people this? But you, Kitty, you actually are that. Like you actually are kind of tough. There's a song by Taylor Swift where she says something. She's like, "You're James Dean, and I'm in the blah 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 skirt, whatever." With the red lipstick. And I never identified with Taylor's version of herself. Instead, I was like, yeah, I'm James Dean, bitch. I haven't told anyone that. (laughs) And I haven't told anyone this, but I am actually Taylor Swift. So (laughs) it all makes so much sense now. (laughs) Well, Kitty, since you didn't bring me anything for National Good Day at Work, Happy Day at Work. Fun Day at Work. What's it again? (laughs) Fun Day at Work. I knew that. It's on my calendar. National Fun Day at Work. I brought you something. You didn't bring me a damn thing, but I brought not only you, Kitty, but I brought to the KC Morning Shows. I swear to God. On this most sacred of all holidays. It is what I think it is. A list! Damn it. You know what? You know what? You just made the list. The list of Hartzell. You just made the list. My name's Hartzell. It's my list. Sometimes it's on a bullet point. Sometimes it's... Numerical. numerical yeah yeah sometimes it's sometimes it's that shape option that they give you perhaps maybe a dash oh i get all up in the microsoft words girl i've been sending emails the last few weeks I, I can't announce nothing or say anything legally or contractually but your boy holla at him i think i've been feeling holla at me i've been feeling ghost pains for you my left hand has been like really really sore maybe it's because all your typing yes all the typing exactly i'm i'm not a southpaw or anything <laughs> Kitty, are you interested in the rudest states in the USA? Me and YouGov, you know what we did? We asked more than 77,000 people what state they think is the most polite and or rudest in the country. Okay, Florida. Let's go ahead and start with the rudest states, right? Like, that's what we really want to know. Like, the polite yeah. ones are nice. But Tell let's me where to... not to visit. Whose ass should I be kicking in which state? At number five, Kitty with 29%. Nevada. Accurate. New York. At number four, thought New York might be. Um, yeah. I thought that might be a little bit higher, to be honest with you. Number three, your rudest states in the union, New Jersey. I knew it. You know, I stay in New Jersey whenever I go to New York. Like I always, yeah. I always stay in Hoboken. Exactly. They're the sweetest people there. I, I get along with them just fine. So what does that say about me? I guess according to this list, Kitty, I am in fact an asshole. Number two, your runner-up, Massachusetts. When you said rudest states, I was like Boston, but I was like, that's not a state. That's a city. It's a city. In Massachusetts. Yep. Uh, number one, Rhode Island. Wow. It's because they're so small and insignificant. They all have a little state syndrome. That little state complex? Yeah. I love it. Come up to Rhode Island and assert my Missouri dominance. I really think there might be something to that uh, that thesis, Kitty. Little state syndrome. I yeah. kind of think that might be a mm-hmm. thing. Most polite states at number five, Wyoming. At number okay. four, North Dakota. Have you ever been to Wyoming? I have not. To be honest, um, I'm not sure it exists. <laughs> you never been there. I've never been there. I thought about going there once, but didn't happen. Number so. four, North Dakota. Number three, South Dakota. What? We could just the Dakotas don't seem friendly. We could just combine those, right? Yeah, one large Dakota. That's fine with me. Number two, Vermont. 
I always wanted to go to Vermont. I wouldn't go that far. I want to go there. I don't know if anyone actually says they want to go to Vermont. It's pretty there. You know, you say you're like, oh, we went on a ski trip to Vermont. That sounds freaking awesome. I, I want to be one of those people. It's one of the good ones, and you know, it's nice to have them in your uh, in your rotation. Yeah. Number one, obviously, Hawaii. There's a West Virginia. There is, in fact, a West Virginia. I just don't think you know much about geography, Kate. <laughs> These places do actually exist. You do know that, right? You know. It's really important for me to know that you know that these are actual places. Mm, I don't know. Again, the Virginias, the Dakotas. Birds aren't real. Birds are not real. Big Brother is always watching, and he's going to tap this episode now. Kansas Kitty sitting at 22 on that positivity scale, and uh, Missouri. 29. But no, still, no. they say that Kansans are more nice than Missourians? Yeah. That's whack. It's because they got they got more money. We're on that side. Some Joko mom Kansas is the brunch. worst. I would much rather deal with some river water Missouri rat than a Joko mom. I'm sorry for listening to this, and you are one or the other, but bam. Bachelor Starson. Kitty, my, my goodness. Was that your favorite list? Because you had some thoughts. That was a good one. You had yeah. some thoughts. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Kitty, are you ready to do the news? Fired up. Kansas City, let's do the news. In other news, this city needs its news. News team, assemble! Just all over the place today. Oh my gosh, the CBD soda's working, ain't it? Here we go. Let's go. This is supposed to be the chill one, though. It, yeah, that's the junior chill. You're loosening up. You were going to throw up earlier. Oh, wow, I was. Yeet. And now I feel fine. Wow. And I feel fine. Modern medicine. Hey. Oh, we're about to get after it, I feel like. I feel like something's happening. Something's brewing. A rumbling. Dare I say a stumbling. It was my tum-tum. It's done, done. Yo. Let's go. On Fridays on this Casey Morning Show, Kitty, she takes the headlines of the week. She styles them. She compiles them, and then she throws them right back at us. You ready? You want it? You need it? You got to have it? Are you ready? Let's go! A five, six, seven, break them off! Hey! Friday on your KC Morning Show. So I'm going to try to break it down for the KC Morning hoes. Fouch is off the couch. Resuming his duties and getting rid of cooties. Vaccines for all. And stocks for none. If you're gaming in the market, you better stop it. Because we can't do a timely impeachment, but be damned if the rich ever get eaten. And if Brady is listening, it's time to get stepping. There's a new champion taking the throne. Make some noise, KC. The Super Bowl trophy is staying at home. That's all for now. Stay tuned and your eyes peeled. This is the news. No, no, that right there, that was the motherfucking news on your KC morning show. COVID. And meanwhile, 168 new cases of COVID-19 and seven deaths are being reported in Kansas City, Missouri. That is out of more than 400 new cases across our nine county area. The average number of new hospitalizations continues to decline. And Missouri, meanwhile, has one of the lowest COVID vaccination rates in the country. But Governor Mike Parson says there's more to this story. Nationwide, 26 million doses have been given. That is almost eight people vaccinated out of every 100 people. Now listen, Kitty, don't say we're not fair and balanced on this show. Because here right now, in his own words, to explain why we suck so bad at this is Missouri Governor Mike Parson. They're reporting three days behind actual time. 
and why. Oh. So we were actually competing against with states that were up to date, but you. ours were three days behind. Oh, so okay. if you just use one metric, you can write the story however you want. Okay, it's well, important you look at all the data to be able to do that. Guys, actually, things are fine. Really, it's just user error. I hear what you're saying, and I would love to waive your late fees, but like honestly, like my my system just won't let me do it. Kitty, have you figured out GameStop yet? Stonks. You you buy in yet? No, I just read Dion Warwick's tweets about it. Why do y'all keep tweeting me stonks? What is a stonk? I don't know about stocks. I can read a lot, and I can try to put some stuff together. Hedge funds a while back had pretty much banked on GameStop going under. And so Reddit said, hey, that's kind of f***ed up. We may find out this was kind of a scheme, especially when you have a lot of really good faith actors like our generation, Kitty, millennials. We've gone through, what, two different recessions, a pandemic. Wall Street was never held accountable for that. So yes, there are a lot of like populist things in what's going on. And I do think it's a bigger deal than what people are saying, but it's not so much populist as I think it's popular and i got a feeling that once this all kind of shakes out and we see who made the most money off all this i don't know i think it's gonna be a lot of the same players who always win so i hope i'm wrong because you know what the local homies amc let's get that money man Despite movie theaters largely sitting empty, AMC stocks skyrocketed more than 300% in one day. Checked it out and I was like, yikes, <laughs> what's going on? Users on Reddit's Wall Street Bets board, which has 3 million members, have been touting AMC's stock and even got the hashtag SaveAMC trending on Twitter. After closing Tuesday at $5 a share, AMC opened Wednesday at more than $20 a share. But economics professors warn the spike will be short-lived. Just the speed at which it happened and the magnitude at which it happens... Uh, certainly would, would make me nervous that uh, it's not it's not here to last, the stock price. I don't know how long it will last, but these people will be out of the stock so fast to make your head spin. They're in for the short term. As for the widespread implications of social media's impact on the stock market, the professors say that remains to be seen. Whether this will attract even maybe more individual investors to make this uh, impact even stronger in the future, um, it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. So I want to do this next intentionally because, like I said, the stock market is not the economy. We're going to call this Task Force Friday, Kitty, because the city council has been trying to do some things. The Kansas City, Missouri City Council set to vote on an ordinance today that would require a housing developer getting a tax break from the city to include a portion of their units for affordable housing. That ordinance would require 20% of units be set aside for that purpose. The proposal uses HUD's median family income estimates as a guide. It's $86,000 in the KC metro area. Of the 20% of units, 10% would be set aside for families earning 70% of that income. The other 10% would go to families who only earn 30%. This is a quote from City Councilwoman Melissa Robinson. She said, there's a long way to travel to address the housing crisis, but today the council unanimously passed the incentivized housing projects. And then Mayor Q, he quote tweeted and said that the city council is listening to our community and is committed to actual equity, not just saying it. So, all right, it takes a village, y'all. Today, Councilman Brandon Ellington brought a resolution to a special committee on public housing that would start the process of identifying a site for a shelter, such as a public park. He says he's working on a proposal for something more permanent. He called it a holistic approach. If we're able to create this homeless enclave with permanent fixtures of mental health and uh, social uh, uh, service providers there, it should reduce the amount of dollars that we spend in the city when it comes to recidivism. Kitty, you want to talk Chiefs? Chiefs. They're making way for us, Kitty. It's like Prince Ali and Aladdin. Make way 
for Pat Mahomes. Make way for it's the Chiefs. Okay, that's pretty good. I thought so too. Today we are putting the spotlight on 91-year-old George Toma, Aww. the former head groundskeeper at the Truman Sports Complex, helping get the field ready to go in Tampa Bay. His grounds crew stripped the whole field yesterday and painted the NFL logo at the center of it. George also painted that Chiefs logo on the end zone. The crew brought in sod from another state for the big game next Sunday, something that really takes months to pull off. When you have a Super Bowl on natural grass, you have to start the sod. Uh, 18 months ahead of the game. So this sod has been growing on the farm in Georgia for 18 months. Kitty, more news out of Boulevard. John McDonald had stepped away from day-to-day operations years ago after selling Boulevard Brewing. But he'd remained on the board. Now he's back at the helm after President Jeff Crum stepped down earlier this week. You know, Jeff was a good friend of mine. We go back to the beginning. And he's and I'll have to say Jeff is a huge uh, uh, part of this brewery. So it, it was a very, very hard thing. But sometimes we make mistakes and we have to admit to them and, and, and move on. It all started with a Reddit post written by a former employee. She claimed she left because of harassment that went ignored by top management. Although she asked to remain anonymous, she did share this statement with us that says in part, quote, if you have a friend in the industry who has a horror story, listen to them. This is where the phrase believe women really applies. Read their stories, believe their stories, and support the individuals. Don't brush them off. I guess we're doing this thing, huh? What's going on now? The T-Mobile Center. I got a... The ice capades? ah, I'm not used to saying it yet. T-Mobile Center. Disney on ice. It's back. Did they officially get approved? Yeah, in fact, and they opened last night. When the world shut down, it was um, very emotional for us because the live entertainment industry effectively came to a halt. Today marks a new beginning for us. COVID-19 protocols are still in place. Some you can see and some you can't. Timed entry, pod seating that keeps everyone separated um, once they're inside the building, but six feet social distancing at a minimum. We do test twice a week, three times a week with our Feld's consumer product partners, as well as any additional testing that we would need in order to monitor and manage if in the event that someone does feel any kind of symptoms and whatnot. Did you ever? No. Any Disney on ice and all that stuff? No. We went one time and we were never allowed to go back. I wanted one of those Aladdin swords. This would have had to be like 96, 97 Eey. over at Kemper Arena. Yeah, that birth year. We just had too many kids in our family and were, you know, lived out in the middle of nowhere. Why the heck would they drive us up here for a freaking ice show? Y'all would not have behaved. Oh. No shot. I would have never asked for a sword. I mm and getting my butt whooped outside the arena. So I don't know how they were going to pull this off, Kitty. But at one point in time, there was going to be a sequel. It's a classic, Thelma and Louise 2. What? They talked about a sequel, but I, I, I couldn't, I, I, I don't know what, what it would be. I, I can't understand. Oh, yeah. Actually, that was a very bad idea they had. We were ghosts yes. looking down on Earth yes. and helping women who were in domestic, bad domestic. <laughs> Yeah. And I said, I remember saying to Tim, but what would we be doing? And he said, you'd be getting a big check. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Kitty, let's wrap it up with this. You know, those now CDs. Now that's what I call music volume. I love those CDs. In fact, what are they even on now? They're on. Now that's what I call music volume 76, Kitty. Well, what you may not have known is that there is also a spinoff to this. Now that's what I call dad rock. 
There is now a three-disc collection called That's What I Call Dad Rock, ranging from artists that include the Rolling Stones, Boston, Motorhead, and also Avril Lavigne. I just found out Ooh. that I now classify as a dad rocker. Little Toto? Are your speed wagons on this? Yes. I Let's go. Have they been stealing my playlist off of Apple Music? What is the quintessential dad rock band? If you had to guess right now. Right now? Uh-huh. What do you, who, who do you think? I don't know. Anything by Guns N' Roses. Gosh. Welcome to the Jungle. Um, I used to love her. November Rain. Come on. Any kind of something where they can like admit their faults without actually admitting yeah. their faults. Yep. Pump it in there, baby. Just keep a trickling the ball down the field, boys. The KC Morning Show. When we do that sports thing, I go to one man. I go to my right-hand man. I go to Sports Illustrated's very own Benny Heisler. What's up, my brother? It's good to talk to you. I feel like, I feel like you know, if it were news, I would want you go into, like, multiple sources. Getting your facts straight. Like, for sports, just... Just come to me, and even if I'm wrong, we'll bullshit together, and we'll live the dream. At the very, very beginning, I almost called it sports blindly, because we're just going to speculate sports blindly, <laughs> and that's what we do on this show. Yeah, just don't tell anybody that I do that from a fantasy and gambling perspective, too. Just don't tell people I do that from the news perspective. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? People, people are always talking about transparency, right? Like, I, I will say, like, we have, we have really good sources. We've built connections. Like, we, we joke about, like, being idiots but like you and i work really hard at what we do and i think it's okay to say and joke sometimes that we're just completely pulling it out of our ass the reality is is that we're not going to go ahead and say something that's completely absurd it's just more fun to pretend that way and it also kind of covers us when we do get things wrong notice how i have said nothing as you said all these things (laughs) you're right (laughs) you're right thanks for backing me up dude by the way did you see conor mcgregor get taken down last week i remember I, i got a chance to meet him uh, at the Super Bowl, God, it must have been like five five years ago. Yeah, my, it was me and then uh, you know Danny Parkins and Carrington Harrison. We got to cover the Super Bowl for for six ten in Kansas City. I think it was in, in 2015, whatever one it was in Arizona. And I, I don't know anything about UFC. I've always started to pay attention to it a little bit more because there's a big gambling component to it. But I, I remember they were, you know, the, it, it's, it's Radio Row and it's the Super Bowl. So it's really fun because all these different big name guys, whether it be NFL players or celebrities, uh, like JB Smoove, like we had been in contact with him and his agent, like for, several weeks and we found out he was going to be at the super bowl and i got a chance to like walk down with him on radio row and like everybody was gravitating towards it It was like one of the coolest moments uh of my career like being like hey this guy i booked this guy for for our show but i remember like there was a publicist coming around with some guy named connor mcgregor and i was like i i don't know this guy you know i asked danny and karen's like oh yeah like he's he's a guy that's starting to come up a little bit and he was brash but he was fun like he was still kind of humble at that point before he became like a, a pompous like psych- psychopath. Um, and so it's, it's gone like a 180 for me. Like you talk about the heel and wrestling all the time. Like Connor went full heel in, in UFC. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed him getting the crap beat out of him over the week. And I, I finally feel like he got a bit of a taste of his own medicine. It was wild, man. Cause I thought he won the first round and then he just, you know, got his ass smoked. But anyways, Benny, what is it going to be like this year? All the pageantry of the Super Bowl? It's kind of been stripped down, but you know, it's still Mahomes v. Brady. So what's it going to look like? I, I, I think what we've seen this week is you've gotten sort of those initial Super Bowl conversations. I think it's going to be so weird, man, because 
we're so used to seeing like the collective sports media world all in one place together. You know, like everybody was supposed to go to Tampa Bay. Like there's still going to be media down there. There's still an element to the chiefs playing in the biggest sporting event in the country at this point, but it, it just doesn't feel the same. And so I, I the, the juice of the Super Bowl, even though I think it's a, a more interesting game than last year, like, you had the 49ers who were a really good story. They were the best team in the NFC. You had Jimmy Garoppolo uh, against this you know, new phenom in Mahomes and trying for his first, first Super Bowl. And the Chiefs had this interesting story of how they got there. They were down 24 nothing to Houston. They were down to Tennessee. They, they came back in both of those games. This is like a fascinating like baby goat versus the, you know, the, the, the lead goat in the NFL with Brady and Mahomes. Like, this should be the most hype game that we've seen in a long time and it just doesn't feel like the same juice is there and so much of it is just like the current state of the world and us not being able to all go down there collectively and not have your radio row and everybody all lined up together i've just found that element of it as we're getting ready for the super bowl knowing that it's still a week away and there's still gonna be plenty of coverage to me it just kind of feels like everything else in the world has sort of been front and center and i i wonder if that's just something that we either have to get used to a little bit more or if this is just sort of a one-off year where just everything is weird everything is bizarre and we're just trying to figure out what comes next you brought up the idea of like the chiefs as, as a dynasty already and i i think they're trending in that direction like i'd be surprised if they don't it, it's weird for me to even say like i'd be surprised if the chiefs don't end up as a dynasty right because they played in three consecutive AFC championship games. They've gone to their second straight Super Bowl. If they win this Super Bowl, then yes, you're absolutely having that be in the conversation. Here's an interesting example. So Tony Romo, who's going to be calling the Super Bowl for, for CBS with, with Jim Nance, and the quote that they tweeted out at NFL on CBS, this is the biggest game Patrick Mahomes will ever play in for the rest of his career. If he loses this game, he cannot catch Tom Brady, in my opinion. And so I think like we're going to use that quote over the next week or so trying to think like, is Tony Romo overreacting to Patrick Mahomes? Is he not giving the Chiefs enough respect? Or is he not considering everything else that the Chiefs have done? And I think if you just sort of step back for a second and look at that quote as it is, like it makes sense. Tom Brady has six Super Bowls. If he beats Mahomes, he's going to have seven. Like he's already the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game based on winning and the amount of Super Bowls that he's collected. And he's also 43 years old. You know, Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. You know, Ben Roethlisberger's won two. There, there's so many talented guys. Drew Brees just retired. He only won one Super Bowl. It would be extraordinarily difficult for Pat Mahomes to get to seven Super Bowls. But like the fact that we're already having this conversation, Hartzell, about him chasing after Brady this young and at this point in his career is fairly remarkable despite the fact that he's in his fourth year in the league. Well, listen here, Benny Heisler. 16-time world heavyweight champion Ric Flair said, to be the man, Benny Heisler, you got to beat the man, all right? And we're going to have that. The showcase of the immortals, that is Super Bowl Sunday. Your Chiefs taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to have all Benny's hot takes all next week. I mean, we run it back, baby. We run it back, baby. You ready? I'm so ready because what I'm looking forward to the most, you know, Super Bowl week, obviously it's like the, it's, it's also the Super Bowl of gambling too. And I'm sure you've caught up with like all these different crazy prop bets that happen every year and the list keeps getting bigger and better. Like I think when next time we're on together, Hartzell, we got to go through like the, the most insane prop bets that like probably may not be available on the legal market, but like 
we just have to talk about them. And like, I've done extensive research over the last several years about how long the national anthem is going to be. Like I've got takes on that Gatorade color. I'm trying to talk to some, some players. Like I talked to Derek Henry this week for sports illustrated. I was going to ask him about, you know, how teams decide on Gatorade color. I, I didn't get a chance to ask him that last week, but I'm going to have another NFL player on next week. I'm going to try and ask him about that. Like I, I am here to get the people of Kansas city, whatever information I can to help you trying to have a profitable Super Bowl Sunday. So I'm very excited about this. The voice of the voiceless, right? He's getting the answers to the questions <laughs> that people need to know. That's hashtag journalism right there. My man. Let's run it back, man. Have yourself a great weekend. We will do this again soon. Happy Friday, baby. Yippee Friday. Hi. How are you? Good. How you feeling? Vibes. What you got going on this weekend, Kitty? What's that KC morning buzz, if you will? Oh, you know, the usual. Gotta wrap this pod baby up and okay. put her to sleep so I can do some homework. Look at you. Gonna be a busy weekend. You got a lot of homework? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of. I gotta uh, go back to work. Yeah. The grind continues. You know, I, uh. I'm starting a second grind, and on another grind. Did you get it? Yes. Oh yes. Are we going to the mall? We're going to the mall. We're going to the mall. Yes. I. Got you have my dream job. Honestly, I am jealous. I got a I, new job. I have always wanted to work at a mall. Like that is the dream of dreams I'll to only... be able to have the keys to walk into that that mall smell as the lights are low and all them chains are down, you know, because of theft. They asked me um, the dream of the '90s, the dream of like 1997. I'll only be working there half the time because I'll also be working in the crossroads at the other location. I'm still keeping my other job. I mean, if you want to give me a ride on Tuesday, we're going to the mall. And I won't. I won't stand outside and wave. I won't check up on you or anything. I'll just, you know, be walking around. I'll send you with a pocket full of quarters. Go down to the arcade. I'm fine with that. During my interview, they asked, you know, if I was comfortable with working at the mall because of COVID and everything. I'm like, well, yeah, I've had COVID. I double mask. It's no big deal. And um, they're like, good. You know, some people specifically don't want to work at the mall. I was like, no, I kind of have to. This is my boyfriend's dream job for me. And uh, for us, for us, for us, you know, for I'm right living now. vicariously through you. Yeah. Oh man. Just I'm gonna be able to. I'm gonna be at work. I'm gonna get to text you, and I'm gonna say, "Hey, Mall Walker, so and so just strolled by. Looks like she got a new man." You know. Okay, so we'll get there early on your first day, and I'll introduce you to everybody. Oh my god. I'm just so happy that we get a chance to do this. You know. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Together. Together. Kitty, where can people find you? At the mall. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, at Holy nah, Hearts. You, you ain't kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You are not kidding. Not kidding. Yeah. At Holy Hearts. That's me, baby. You can get me at Hartsville965. You can get the show at the Casey Morning Show at Casey Morning Show on, I don't know, just type in the Casey Morning Show. I don't know. You'll find us. You'll find us. We got more news coming for you next week. Fairly significant news. You can get really dope stuff on charliehustle.com. KCMS20. 20% off. It's in store and it's online. What the hell? Where do you get that kind of deal? Right here. Right here, baby. On your KC Morning Show. Lit. That's all I got. Let's yeet this, baby. Get that bread, girl. Get that bread. A good day to be in Kansas City. And yeah, Kitty? Heck yeah. Bread for everybody. Food and drink for all my men and women. See you in the morning. Hell of a Friday.